Hello, and welcome back to the Grace Fueled Wife podcast. I'm your host, Beatrice Vargas, and I am so happy to be back with you guys. This week, we're going to talk about that feeling that you get when you feel like you've tried everything and it just hasn't worked. Specifically, when you've tried to humble yourself and be the nice, quiet person that the Bible tells you you're supposed to be, and you feel like, why is this not working? Let's jump right in. Welcome to the Grace Field Wife Podcast. My name is Beatrice Vargas, and my mission is to improve the quality of marriages by helping us learn to be fueled with grace. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty? Are you struggling to reignite the passion and love you once shared with your husband? Are you at a crossroads of leaving and repair, but you're constantly reminded of your promise to God to stay true? Or maybe things haven't even gotten that bad yet. Maybe you don't argue that often, but since you barely connect anymore, you've started to give up hope of ever being happily married again. You might have contemplated or even fantasized about what it would be like to leave. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're just sticking it out for the kids. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you heal and reignite your marriage while still believing in the promise God gave you. I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the grace-fueled wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at the grace-fueled wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. All right, all right. So for those of you who have felt this way, I totally hear you. I've definitely felt this way before. This question did come from one of my listeners who was really just getting frustrated. She was like, how long is this going to take? You know, like, how long are we going to be going through this process? So I just want to give you a couple of quick tips, a little story. Let me start off with a little story, actually. You guys all know that I'm a real estate agent. And a couple of weeks ago, I had a listing that I was selling and put it out and I get an offer. The offer comes in from the buyer and it was solo. It was like insulting the levels of insult that my sellers felt over this offer, not just because it was such a lowball offer, but really because of the way the buyer presented it. He was basically like, look, I have cash. I want this property. I'm going to move in here. And yeah, then I'm going to rent it out in a couple of months. And my sellers felt like, oh my gosh, we've made this our home for all these years. And this person is just going to come in here with his new money and he's just going to take over our house and give us this lowball offer. How dare he? This buyer was so arrogant. He thought that his money was more important than it was. He failed to have his agent really understand what is going to be most important to the sellers. And because of that, obviously, they were just like, no, that don't even. In fact, the Bible says before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty and before honor is humility. So Before he would ever be able to get this house, he would really have to come back from a place of humility because of how this was presented. Arrogance is the opposite 
of humility. If he wanted to come from a place of humility, he could have. Had he come from a place of humility, it would have been different. Had he taken the time to understand my sellers and where they were coming from with this price and the fact that we recognize that the market is changing, he didn't take time to understand any of that, nor did he take time to have his agent present any of that. He basically just presented it from the position of, I have cash, my cash is like worth more than gold. What is causing the arrogance is the lack of understanding or the lack of willingness to take the time to find out what is motivating the other side. That's what is making him arrogant in this situation. Now, I am not suggesting that any one of you in any way, shape, or form is arrogant. Anyone who listens to this show, loves Jesus, really has a heart for him and to follow him, and is really looking mostly to be humble, to follow Jesus as their example. So I don't, I'm not suggesting that any one of you are purposely being arrogant. In this verse that I quoted, and that was from Proverbs 18, 12, it said, Before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty, and before honor is humility. Haughty, if you're not familiar with that term, some other words for it would be proud, vain, arrogant, self-important, pompous, condescending. So I don't think any one of you are purposely trying to be proud or arrogant or self-important in your marriages. I truly believe that you are all really trying because basically anyone who listens to my show is a believer. I truly believe that anyone who is really trying to act in humility and sometimes maybe you might feel a little self-important or you might feel a little arrogant because you get this feeling of well, I've done, I've done all this work. He needs to come to the table now. But this is where I want to help you out. Proverbs 15, 33 says, Wisdom's instruction is to fear the Lord and humility comes before honor. So again, we're hearing humility comes before honor. There is another Proverbs 6, 16 to 19. It says, There are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. The first one, haughty eyes. The other one's a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush to evil, false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. Again, I don't think any of you are doing any of these things, but the idea of having haughty eyes, I don't think any of you are intentionally doing that. So why is it that we as women are acting in what we feel is the best way that we could be humble. Why is it that it's not working? Why is it that our husbands don't seem to get it? Why is it that they don't seem to get the program and they don't seem to change their ways to come around? Why are their hearts not softened? Why are their hearts not moved by our humility? Am I tracking with anybody here? Is, is, is this making sense to anybody? Like, I know this was an issue for me at one time. It has to have been an issue for you guys. One very important note I want to make here is that if you're feeling this way, if you're feeling like, but I'm doing everything I can to be humble, why is his heart not moved? Then are you doing it to move his heart? 
What is your motivation behind, I'm going to say air quotes now, being humble? Because our motivation is the heart. Our motivation is part of the heart issue. And that might be a first clue to him not responding because he might be sensing that this is being done for manipulation. Are you being air quotes humble to get him to act a certain way? And maybe you're not, but if that's the first place that your thought goes to, if your first thought is to focus on the result that you're looking for, for your humility, then we have to work past that. It says in the speaking about Jesus, for he did not retaliate when he was insulted nor threaten revenge when he suffered. He left his case in the hands of God who always judges fairly. And that's in First Peter 2 verse 23. We see Jesus' example of what it means to be humble. Not retaliated when he was insulted, not threatening revenge when he suffered, just leaving his case in the hands of God and understanding that God always judges fairly. And maybe you're hearing this first and you're thinking, damn, ooh, maybe I haven't been as humble as I thought. Maybe I have retaliated when I was insulted. I mean, we all have, right? That's a, a normal reaction when you've been insulted. If you're listening to this example and you're realizing that, okay, fine, maybe I haven't been as humble as I thought, well, then that's your cue to start right there. That's your cue to understand that there is such a higher standard, such a higher level that Jesus calls us to when we're called to be humble. But if you have continued to model this example that Jesus gives and you are wondering what is going on, why is it that my husband is still not coming around? I have some tips, right, that we can take a look at. So if you've tried humbling yourself and it hasn't worked, air quotes, then there's going to be one question with three possible answers. And that one question is, what has been the fruit of that humility, right? Because we're not supposed to judge others, but we can judge fruit and then use that fruit to discern our next steps. And by fruit, I mean, what has been the reaction to our humility from our husband? What fruit has that brought about in our marriage? So that's either going to cause one of three outcomes. And that outcome is either going to be positive, negative, or neutral. So a positive reaction from our husband would be maybe he comes around and then your connection starts to deepen because we start to recognize some of the ways that we weren't being humble, that we were being self-important, that we were putting our needs above his. And then our husband realizes, wow, thanks, babe. I'm really seeing a, a change in you lately. And we start to see a change there. And for some of you, that has been the case. I definitely have gotten many DMs from you guys where you said, wow, the minute I started to change these things, the minute I started to change the way I speak, the minute I started to change my actions, I started to see the change in my husband. Amazing. There we have the positive reactions. The negative reaction would be just more harsh treatment from him, or maybe he wasn't harsh before, but all of a sudden he starts to, to be harsh, to be abrasive, rude, things like that. And if that is the case, then that is a red flag, right? It's a red flag for abuse, basically, because we are completely humbling ourselves and 
changing the way we speak and doing all those things. And he's still coming back with this harsh treatment. That's not okay. That goes into where I've talked about so many times. I will not teach my listeners to be a doormat. We are not going to sit here and humble ourselves in such a way and then just allow him to be verbally, mentally abusive to us. That is not okay. It's a red flag and it is a sign of abuse. The reason why I talk about this all the time is because Christians, the church, will often use that scripture that I referenced where Jesus did not retaliate when he was insulted, did not threaten revenge when he suffered, just leaving his case in the hands of God. Oftentimes, I've heard the church use this scripture as a reason why women should stay in abusive relationships. And I just don't believe that to be the case for us. I don't believe that Jesus meant for us to sit in abusive relationships. At the same time, I want to address teachers, preachers, whoever, who will say God's word says this, but I don't believe that, so this must not be true. That's not what I'm saying here. I believe God's word to be whole and true. So let's get that straight. What I'm saying when I say that I don't believe that Jesus meant for us to sit in abusive relationships, that idea does not align with the character of Christ. And because it doesn't align, I feel like that scripture is often used to manipulate a situation that benefits men. In the same way that the scriptures where it talks about slaves obey your masters in the same way that slave owners hundreds of years ago would use those scriptures to justify their actions. And again, we now can all agree that owning slaves is wrong. We can all agree that that is not in line with the heart of God. And this is what I'm talking here when I say I don't believe that to be true. I don't believe that the interpretation of that scripture means that we should sit in abusive relationships because it does not align with the heart of Jesus. Remember, we are looking at the fruit. So if the fruit of that interpretation doesn't align with the heart of Jesus, then there's something wrong with the interpretation. You can judge the fruit. You can judge it by how it aligns. But some person's interpretation, that's what's flawed because we're human and we can't fully understand God. So I hope I made myself clear there because oftentimes, especially as Christian women, we sit here and we are confused. We're not sure, you know, am I showing the humility that Jesus showed by not retaliating or am I allowing myself to be abused? And there's a fine line sometimes, there is. And sometimes it's not necessarily that your husband is abusive Maybe he's just being harsh and we got to work through some of those things by setting some strong boundaries. But if it is a space of being abused, then there is a whole other road to healing that we would go to there, a whole other prescription, if you will, for what you're going to do there. If that is the case, I would imagine um, you might be nervous or confused or not really sure who to talk to. I would encourage you to check out the MEND project, and that's MEND where the E is a three, 
so check out the MEND project. They have a website. They have a training for survivors of abuse. They have all kinds of free resources where you can look to see, wait a minute, am I really in an abusive situation? What's going on? Because so many times when the abuse is mental or verbal, if your husband happens to be a narcissist, I had a whole um, episode of help a married to a, nar a narcissist. In times like that, you feel like you're going crazy and you're like, wait a minute, is it just me? So if that's you, if you feel like you're going crazy because I've, I've done all these things and he is just off his rocker, then um, I, I want to make sure that I take the time to give you some free resources that you could check. Again, that is the MEND project. And if you take a look, the word MEND, the E is spelled with a three. So for those of you tracking with me, if we're going back to the three responses, your first response is going to be positive, meaning that the fruit of your humility is bringing about change in your marriage. Your second response would be negative, meaning that the fruit of your humility is bringing about more harsh treatment, in which case that is a red flag for abuse. And then lastly, we have our third response. That is the neutral response, which is where I think for any one of you who are resonating with me so far, any one of you who are like, yeah, I, I feel like I have been doing that. I feel like I have been humble, but it hasn't been going anywhere. I haven't gotten the positive response. I, mean, I don't necessarily have a negative response. So I've got this neutral response. Well, let's talk about it. The neutral response is, he's not treating me harshly. It's just, there's a problem with our connection, right? Our connection is still has not changed. Nothing has happened. If this is the case, then you have a problem in your communication. And if this is the case that you have a problem in your communication, I can already tell a lot of you are nodding your head like, yes, girl, yes, we have a problem with our communication. Perhaps you're saying all the right things and from this posture of humility because you love the Lord and he's been showing you how to do so. But perhaps you don't fully understand how your husband thinks. That's okay. It's normal not to fully understand how your husband thinks. Men and women are different. They're wired differently. We learn differently. And inherently, we will often think differently. So this lack of understanding of how he thinks, this is what is causing your issue with your communication. So it's not so much that I've tried everything. The humility is not working. Now I'm going to be resentful and stop being humble because that's essentially what happens, right? You feel like I've done everything I can and it's not working. Well, forget that. And then you start to build up resentment. And that's not what we're trying to do here. We don't want resentment. We want to move ourselves forward and really move ourselves towards these positive outcomes. So if this is the case and you have this neutral response, then what we need to figure out is the root of what your husband is thinking, what you are thinking. Maybe you're thinking differently and why? Why are you guys thinking differently besides the fact that men and women are different? But all of this stuff is in terms of why you guys are thinking differently, why you're having this friction in communication. How do you communicate better? 
all of this is the the root. This is the really important stuff that we have to dig into to start to get yourself positive results. If you remember the story of the buyer earlier, his arrogance was caused by the fact that he didn't care or take the time to figure out how the seller, how the opposite side was thinking. Because he didn't care or take that time, that's really what caused him to come off as arrogant and not humble. So if this is you, if you're in this place of neutral, if you're in this place of I'm trying everything I can and it's not working and I'm resonating with you and you're feeling like the communication with your husband may be the issue. If this is you, if you are feeling like, yes, I'm here, I'm neutral, I'm having this issue in our communication, we are butting heads and it's causing us to have this lack of intimacy, it's causing us to fight, it's causing me to feel because I'm trying to be humble, like I can't tell him what I need, like I, you know, I'm going to upset him if I tell him what I need. If this is you, then I've created a solution for you. Why don't you consider joining us for the Grace-Fueled Marriage? Now, you've heard me talk about the Grace-Fueled Marriage method before, and this is a total revamp of that course. It does have a, essentially the original content, but besides it being re-recorded, there have been so many more updates and content added based on the feedback that I had from students. I was able to look at where were my students getting stuck, what issues that we worked through when we worked through those in the coaching calls. I was able to address those things and then add that in. So what what is actually happening now is I created a peaceful marriage system, which now lives within the Grace Fields Marriage course. Go check it out if this is you, if you are the person. And you're like, I'm doing everything I can to save my marriage and it's not working. I'm doing everything I can. I just want to feel reconnected with my husband again. I just want to stop fighting with him. I just want to feel like we can talk and I can tell him what I need without him getting defensive. Then this is for you. It is launching September 9th. The content will start to launch. So if that is you, I need you to send me a DM with the words stop fighting, or you could just send me an email, stop fighting. We'll talk about it. I'll ask you a couple of questions and make sure this is right for you. And I will get you in there. And if it's not right for you at this time, no problem. You always have the podcast here for you. But either way, I hope that this episode was helpful to you in understanding this is why it's not working. What can I do to start making some changes because once you start to identify the problem, that's really when you can start moving forward to say, oh, okay, these are the communication tools that I'm going to need. This is why we're not communicating. And once you start doing that and you can work through it. So I hope this was helpful to you. If you have anything, any questions, whatever, if this bought you any value, please send me a review review the podcast. Let me know what you think. When you reach out to me is really the only way that I know how you're doing with this content. I love you all. And until next week. Hey, love, thank you for listening to today's show. If you found any value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today. 
This is really the best way you can thank me. It helps me to get the word out to other women just like you. See you next week.